0: This is the Wizard's Nightshirt Podcast, episode 57. shirt i'm rebecca and here with me are he went back in time just to get that old sports almanac away from biff it's scott
1: i got it away from biff
0: or he, oh. you took it from him. and now i'm rich there Yay. You go. <laughs> Yay! hello and he kidnapped abraham lincoln so he could get an a on his history project at san demas high it's will
2: hey work on your handwriting <laughs> <laughs> i can't copy it good enough <laughs> You just uh, brought
0: him back in the, in, the, in the phone booth. You don't need to write nothing.
1: Uh, oh, know, see, like I thought like, I like Bill in, and Ted's? Wait wait wait, 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 wait. Bill and Ted's excellent I thought, I
2: thought, I know, I know, but I in my plan, I thought I was bringing Abe back so he could do my homework. No. And then I'd copy his homework.
0: No, it was a presentation in front of the whole school.
2: Oh. If he's just doing it,
1: then why, why thought, would you have to copy it?
2: I just thought the easiest solution was to go back in time, kidnap an important historical figure, and have him write a report about himself, and then I would copy it.
1: No. okay.
0: Uh, well, maybe at your school, but that's not how they do it at okay. St. High. Okay. It's Will! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> at the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, <clears throat> Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we are reviewing She-Ra, Season 2, Episode 8, Time Transformer. The original air date was September 19th, 1986. And in this episode, Hordak travels back in time to change his old defeats into victories. And then also coming up in this episode, we'll have another segment. a uh, Glorious, glorious return to Best Friends of Eternia, where um, I went to Omaha and I spoke with Chris Metry of PWP Wrestling, so well, listen that, out for that.
2: That's good timing, since when this comes out, we will have just had a Wrestlemania.
0: It's true, Wrestlemania is upon us. <laughs> that has nothing to do with She-Ra or the right. Time Transformer, but we're all very excited.
2: Yeah, I've heard a little bit of the interview, It's a real good one.
1: You can go back in time and change any Wrestlemania you wanted. <laughs> just go and kick somebody in the face or something. That would be
0: fun. Or you could go back and, and go to like where Liber, like, nubs. When, Liberace?
1: is that what you're trying to when
0: go, when go back to? a my came to my mind I was seeing him where like Regis Philbin was at Wrestlemania and he'd be like here's me and my friend Holka
2: <laughs> 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 to tell him to say it right <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: like Regis either you shouldn't be here or you need to say Hulk Hogan's name correctly <laughs>
0: Or not This is not Wrestlemania But I would like to go back To that 1992 interview That The Undertaker And Paul Bearer did On the Kathy Lee show Cause that oh, was just no. weird
2: Why Who told them That was a good idea I don't know
0: I think it was leading up To like SummerSlam uh-huh. It didn't matter It was brilliant
2: <clears throat> <laughs> That was a good piece Of
1: American culture
2: it
0: really, it really was You should all watch that You Everyone YouTube that
1: I still need to watch that
0: You should watch that you should, Okay like, I'm not gonna say Watch it right now Cause that would like Be rude
1: To somebody To
0: somebody yeah. <laughs> To someone No
3: He's got poor Hulkamania by the throat, and he's
0: not going to let him up. Seeing as how we are already talking about if we could change WrestleManias, WrestleMania, I wonder if I could turn back time, if I could find a way, like Cher wonders, what would you do if you could go back in time? Or like if you could change something about your own life? Or if you could just go back in time for fun, what mm. would you do? What would you do? Will? <laughs> uh, well, you looked I, like you wanted to say something uh, so I was just making it okay.
2: I think I would choose to go farther back than my own life to a period in early history, but very early history, so that they would be impressed with anything I came up with. Like, I'd go back real far, like, to where, like, hominids were just sort of getting sort of human-y, and I'd be like, look at this, Triangle. And they'd be like, oh, maybe we touch your garments. And I was like, where do you get a lotus circle? And, and they would just, anything I did would just be amazing. This is water, guys. It's real important for us.
0: I mean, if you wanted to impress Rubes, you could do literally anything now, <laughs> too. Like...
2: Anything I think I, all right. Uh, They're like,
0: I don't know if you understand the, the uh, implications of our time travel machine here, <laughs> sir, but it's not for impressing Rubes, okay? Well, let, me
2: cont- let me continue. Two, two, maybe you go forward about 2,000 more years. Guys, this is a cartwheel. <laughs> <What> <laughs> this guy it? over here is trying to copy me. That's not a cartwheel. It's a round off. It's not good enough.
0: That means you would have to learn how to do a cartwheel. <laughs> yeah. Are you prepared to train? <laughs>
1: can you go on the yard right now and do one? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would be very surprised if you could execute a cartwheel in your life. <laughs>
2: Well, see, this is why I'm going farther back in time because you guys already seen cartwheels. You're already I'll, impressed. I'll,
1: I'll, go get, I'll go get my daughter, and she'll judge you whether, whether it's a cartwheel or a off. That's a good idea. <laughs>
2: All right, well, since you're not impressed with, with my feats, what would you do? Would it be noble or petty as I am? <laughs>
1: For me, I've always been interested in the Old West and Mm -hmm. like expanding that and Mm -hmm. living in that time Mm -hmm. just in general. I don't know why, but I think I would go back in time and do just hang out and I don't know, enjoy that time. A simpler time, I guess. I don't know. It'd probably smell really uh, bad though. Like, are
0: you? You get used to it. Are you
1: going to be doing an important job and are you going to be a
2: like he's just a, going
0: to be roping the cattle well, you, I, th- I, th-
1: I think I would I, I think I would uh, you're going to be a sheriff d- or are you going to I be a mustache like, so, so, so for me I wouldn't want to change history that much because I would be afraid like it would mm-hmm. blow something up mm-hmm. in the future and then mm-hmm. I wouldn't be born and then I would have a back to the future sort of situation where Mm -hmm. i'd look at a picture and my arm would be gone i see (laughs) that that sounds
0: awesome (laughs) yeah where did it go
1: rebecca what would you
2: do i
0: see because when you like pitch this i was thinking like go back in time to your own life and uh i try i tried to like think of what was a particularly fun night and i know i've said on this podcast like the halloween where my sister and, and my cousin got their hair greased up to, like, go as the nightmares. I remember. Yeah, that was that would be a contender, because also I would love to go trick-or-treating as a child again, because that was fun. Mm-hmm. But then I was also thinking a really nice, just fun memory from, like, being a kid is um, I remember the night that my cousin Spencer came to spend the night at our house, and he always brought his Nintendo, because we didn't have one. And uh, it was the night he was going to finally beat Simon's Quest, because, mm-hmm. you know, he was, like, near the end. And like he was really, really close. We he was about to go into Dracula's castle and paused it. And we all went and got Crystal and like Crystal Hamburgers. That's it's like White Castle in the South. And uh, we got crystals. And then we came back. And then he uh, he beat it. And it was so spooky and fun. Yeah. And it was a really that's that's just Those like a really were
2: good at making a mood. Yeah, that's that was fun. a
0: really fun kind of uh, uh thing that I like to just go back. You know, just that that really squirmy kind of kid excitement about mm-hmm. something so. I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty dorky, but you know that that game was freaky. Because when you when you finally got to the castle and then Dracula appears, he like takes up most of the screen. Yeah. You know, it was creepy. And then he had the the thing like you could attack him with the uh, uh, one of those stupid orb things, one of those stupid artifacts you get, right? And then he like swirls around the screen and like, Whoa, scary. It was good. It was good making
2: atmosphere. That's so cool. anyway,
0: I know that's no like doing cartwheels for you know, early man, but that's what I would do. <laughs> I would go back and just relive like a fun time.
3: That's like a cool. fun day.
2: This is Horneck I always pick the book about how to draw Ferraris at the book fair. Here's act one.
3: <laughs> I must say, this is a very good idea. A summer fair
1: to celebrate the day She-Ra saved Valley View Castle. She sure did, from Hordak's Doom Balloon. And a lucky day it was for us.
0: We open on a summer fair, a very chill summer fair, at the Valley View Castle. Um, did you notice that the, the people participating in the summer fair, in the show that we're supposed to be here to talk about, while we're, we're talking about <laughs> Sheepra, by the way, um, did you notice that all the patrons of the summer fair just seemed very relaxed? It was, this is not a particularly fun one. Like I didn't see anybody cackling over a bow story or, you know...
2: They were literally lounging around yeah. when it started.
0: Must have been very hot. <laughs> Must have been like band camp hot.
3: <laughs> Valley View Castle doesn't need to have its fortune told.
0: And so they're commemorating the one-year anniversary of when Shira uh, deflected off Hordax's Doom balloon and saved Valley View Castle.
2: This was kind of uh, weird to me because I thought they would have actually discussed a battle that we had seen so they invented some new uh, like a new place i don't think we'd seen actually seen an episode where they attacked this place with the doom balloon
0: i do not remember valley view castle but we have seen the Doom I've Balloon. Seen it. yeah
1: we've seen the doom balloon oh I've, i think i i well or maybe i saw it in a extra
0: i was gonna say i remember sort of the battle with the doom balloon but i don't remember where it was i guess you can convince yourself of anything kids are morons
1: <laughs>
3: Here it is. I call it the Time
2: Transformer. <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, back at Hordak's lair, um, we have another uh, Imp and Catra cat fight, which I never get tired mm-hmm.
2: of. I enjoy that a lot.
0: I do, too. And then she uh, she gets so mad, she shows her nails. She does her little claws Oh, out, I like, missed that. Which yeah. was, that was a good gag. Oh, that dirty- basically they're here getting a a presentation from a horde scientist by the name of professor tempest and professor tempest looks like a bald getty lee from rush and he is wearing light blue jeans with a shirt tucked (laughs) in so i don't know where he came from
2: yeah i was gonna say presumably i was gonna say he didn't he didn't match that world very much i thought he looked kind of like um a very 70s mad scientist. He almost looked like straight out of Johnny Quest or an old uh, Marvel comic or something. He sort of had that... uh like a bald head and round glasses thing. But his attire was very much earth attire. Which, it was earth attire. Which, which meant that he did not fit in very well to... Um, he, had, he
1: had pointed ears. Yeah, to it's fantasy fair.
0: Him had, up, fair. And a I, a
1: they gave him
2: point pointed ears. ears. Yeah. Yeah. He
0: did have a I green... love
1: that. I, 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 love, I love that mad scientist look, though. Me too. It was yeah. a good look.
0: He did also have a green blazer as well, so he didn't even have like... This is like his casual scientist clothes. They he should have made have him a different smog. color.
2: That would have helped would have been helped.
0: white and that would have helped.
2: yeah, I or something. I could have yeah. used like a mustache or a goatee or something too.
0: he's still wearing those blue jeans though. Well
2: because he looks so humanoid, do you think they like he seems like an extra weirdo because he wears a sweater they're like hey, we don't have a prehensile <laughs> tail or laser <laughs> eyeballs
0: or- <laughs> he's scary. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So what's what's this thing that he does? why is he here?
0: He's uh, got a machine that I guess is like a computer but like we don't know what it is other than a big computer on a big screen and it is the time transformer and then you can literally with like a little light pen go on it and draw on it and then something different will happen than what is currently showing on the screen
2: I thought that was a really interesting method to change the past with this machine when i saw the title and the script for the episode i thought that he would just punch in some stuff in the keys and watch it play out differently but the fact that they had like a physical implement to like draw in changes on the footage to change history was really a fun idea i thought
0: it was a fun idea all the immature person in me just wonders if you wouldn't just be drawing for that story. <laughs> Uh, I mean you know, like you get like Grizzlore or somebody with that <laughs> pen and he's like This is funny <laughs> What are has
1: a beard now
0: <laughs> Right, like wouldn't you just well, be you like you have to really trust like the person like really doing rude. it. I mean yes.
2: even if even if the problem was just that they were poor drawers, what if what if they were like, oh, w- watch out, Sierra, deal with these triangles. I mean, <laughs> or, or they're like, we've got to draw a really scary monster to fight her, and it's just some sickly-looking stick man <laughs> running after her. She's like, this guy is lame. It's like, yeah. oh, it doesn't look anything like anything. It's like, but I gave him teeth. Like, She thinks it's Doritos. It doesn't look like anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, you would have to be okay at drawing.
2: <laughs> yeah. This
0: is a major, major uh... Setback for someone who's who's not good at drawing. Maybe maybe, maybe
1: like maybe it's like Photoshop and you like cut it cut out something and repeat it.
0: Yeah, like maybe uh, there's there's clip art. Yeah, that <laughs> would <laughs>
1: help. That would yeah, help. There are clip art. Yeah, <laughs> clip it's art's like, good.
0: We're going to put <laughs> like a <our> Thanksgiving cornucopia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we didn't Go buy. Party. We didn't buy any of the plugins. We're limited.
0: I <laughs> 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 no, wow, but Thanksgiving cornucopia is the only clip art. I can Go. <laughs> I don't know why uh, Lady with yes.
2: presents Yeah for Just some reason you. And for some reason depressed Santa Claus Like that's a <laughs> stock thing you can put in there too
1: Yes
0: and Since we have this ability to go back in time And change how battles were won Or not won um, He chooses to go back in time to This doom balloon scene Where we're talking about from a year ago
3: I don't need to be reminded about what Shira did of course not, Master. But I told you I could change it. But it's already happened. Then we go back to a time before it happened.
0: And uh, he gives the Doom Balloon another beam, doubling its power, and so Shira can't hold it off anymore, and she, you know, presumably loses. And then instantly, uh, Valley View Castle is suddenly overrun by Horde Troopers. It was
2: a fun idea. I like which was that. a fun idea, mm-hmm. yeah. They
0: just materialized out of nowhere. Um, as the machine worked.
2: So I guess we can only change history uh, for events that we have footage
1: of. <laughs> and Bo <laughs> lost his left arm. <laughs> <laughs> right, right.
0: He's like, but the bow is is all I am. And uh. Madame Raz is like, oh, it's your mine.
2: <laughs> uh, in the.
0: She makes him a pancake arm. Go on. In
2: in the uh, <laughs> yes, the good and Bo. For...
1: <laughs> for... <laughs> <laughs> the Twinkies keep eating it. Uh-huh. Stop it. (laughs) I'm Jerry,
2: the animator. And the man who does drawings in Act 2 is very powerful. Let's watch him now. What time is it? I want the time transformer to help me destroy Bright Moon. Yeah, destroy Bright Moon.
3: I just said that.
0: Um. So now that we know that the machine works... Uh Hordak has set his sights on Bright Moon, ruled over by the lovely Queen Aunt Angela. And um he's going to go back to a to the battle where um there was a lunar eclipse and then Shiro was able to stop it from happening so that Castle Bright Moon would would not fall. Uh-huh. But this time, they're going to throw a wrench into her plans. Um, in, in, well,
2: yeah, in I, th- I did appreciate how Adora uh, nailed exactly what was going on in the plot right away so we didn't have to go through a long explanation. She, they probably got a time transform machine, and they're going back and changing these specific battles, and now we will go to the Fright Zone to resolve it. But thanks, she Let's go.
0: <laughs> that was helpful. Shira! Yeah, uh, Adora and Bo sneak into the Fright Zone to find out, and... Um, did she, do I have this written down, the old one-two. Did she say that? Yeah. Did she say, let's give them the old one-two? Yeah, she
3: did. <laughs> okay.
0: Bo, so, the old one-two. Got it.
2: Which, which means sure. there are definitely uh, 55-year-old men still writing this cartoon. <laughs> yes.
1: Which also makes me think that. It's Jerry. It's Jerry still there from He-Man. <laughs> well, well. All right, Jerry, but... we'll put it in.
0: He's like, but the, the old one-two, the kids know that.
2: Well, you—it does make me feel like the animator was very happy with the idea for the t- time transfer. It was that like, you get the most power from the man who draws? <laughs> you have to draw on it the most. <laughs> oh look, Shira, it's a cycle. <laughs> it's a clock. It says five.
0: <laughs> time to go home. Time to go drink. <laughs> um, so they get captured though. Adora and Bo do. Yeah. Yes. No,
1: they fight the things. And, oh, eventually they get captured. Yeah, eventually yeah. they get captured. Yeah, there's like a whole uh Loom row tunes. of horde guys that show yeah. up.
0: I also have written down see if you could reach into my pocket like okay bo. Uh,
1: see if you could reach into my pocket.
0: And then there's sneezes <laughs> there's like sneezing powder and there's all kinds of, you know, nonsense there before she's able to get away and transform. But they do eventually get away.
2: Yeah, and Bo and uh, Adora convinces Bo to go warn Queen Angela, and she and he says, "What are you going to do?" And she says, "Well, I'll stay here and try to stop this mess." And Bo doesn't need much convincing. That <laughs> yeah. plan, he's like, "All right, but be careful, all right." Mm-hmm. Uh, and it occurred to me, we went most of the episode without seeing her transform. It was kind of neat to see Adora be able to uh, do things well. It was kind of fun seeing her seeing her do that. It almost reminds me of a Nintendo game where it took you forever to be able to transform into the thing you want, like altered beast or rambo being able to transition between his knife and the gun you know remember that nintendo games took forever to get to the your guy to the guy you want him to be it was kind of like that i must
1: have been a lot better than you because i could transform pretty quickly (laughs) (laughs) i never played rambo though i I don't know i
0: don't don't know i don't remember the rambo game at all i remember the box art
1: it was one of those i remember ninja turtles was it was impossible but yeah yeah Rambo's one of those where it's just like
2: uh,
0: maybe for you, Scott, but no. I can play no, I'm just bullet, bullet yeah. pellets yeah. Game coming G down count, and you go
2: up on the screen, and then he just has a knife to stick people forever, and then finally you can get a get a gun to shoot your own pellets. So that was riveting. <laughs> that sounds like
1: it. not it just like the movie? not it? Like... <laughs> yeah, it's just like
2: the it's movie. Just like the yeah, movie. Okay. <laughs> In the script treatment, he says first there are some pellets that come down and <laughs> he evades the pellets and. Yes. Well,
0: doesn't the movie start with him, like, hitchhiking into town, and then everyone's, like, like shaming him? Uh-huh. I don't think that think that, so. would, that wouldn't be good in the video mm-hmm.
2: game. <laughs> well, can't do that, but how about pellets? <laughs> yeah,
0: pell- <laughs> pellets are good. <laughs> I can only code pellets. And I gotta go code Contra for 700 years. <laughs> because the uh, uh, the animators for He-Man are clearly the same people who are coding Nintendo games. <laughs> And now it's time for Best Friends of Eternia. This week's episode features Chris Mitry of PWP Live Pro Wrestling. All right, all you He-Maniacs and She-Ruffians, it is time for a special crossover episode of the Wizards Nightshirt, where we are here today in beautiful Benson in Omaha, Nebraska, talking to Chris Metry of PWP Live Pro Wrestling.
4: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, we're so glad that you could be on the show um, because we heard that you love He-Man, as we do. And we love wrestling. So. Well and then
4: they work pretty well together, I think. And I think we'll probably get into some parallels there. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I am I am certain that we will. <laughs> so um just just generally, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about P W P um and you know, do your obnoxious plugging. Okay. And then we'll be obnoxious in other ways and then
4: it'll be great. We'll get that nonsense out of the way first. Here. Okay. So, PWP Live is a live professional wrestling company based in Omaha, Nebraska. We will be turning 13 years old this May. So yeah, it's a long time to be doing something like that. Uh, we do And have
0: you been involved uh, since
4: Since day since one. The beginning. All right. Since day one. Okay. Um so basically we do a live pro wrestling event up close and intimate uh these days we do it at the waiting room lounge in benson here in omaha nebraska it's a really cool little concert venue they've got professional lighting and sound equipment and all that so we can really have a nice production value um video screen and everything so
0: it is and it is a nice place to watch wrestling i've been there twice so i'll chime in i I will agree yeah it's it's a really neat venue you know yeah
4: or Um, something like that so it's definitely nice with indie wrestling to have a very different experience, or to, to be able to offer a very different experience than what you'd get with, like, a WWE. Because even if you go to a big WWE show and if you have even front row seats, you're still not really that close. Up here, if you're front row, the ring is literally three feet in front of you. <laughs> right. We don't have guardrails or anything like that. Like, it is as up close and personal as it can possibly get, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's a ton of fun. And uh, if you're ever out here, anyone in the listening audience, you should definitely come. You you do shows about once a month? About once a month, yeah. Yep. And I don't know if it's just a demographics thing, but I, there is a lot of crossover in my mind between Masters of the Universe and wrestling. And we come, we talk about wrestling all the time just accidentally on our show. It's a thing. Well, I guess we're fans. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> to that end, I have prepared a series <laughs> of questions okay. that mix the Masters of the Universe, universe with the wrestling universe. Yeah delightful that you come from okay a royal rumble is staged in Eternia who would win and what place would they have to come in in order to win
4: wow okay so and
0: is it inevitable that he-man will win doesn't have to no
4: I don't think it is okay in fact, I think I'm going to go the other way with it, and I think it's going to be not necessarily Skeletor, but somebody, one of Skeletor's evil minions, um, because, and I don't think it matters what number they come in, because I think they're going to pull the Jerry the King Lawler from 1996 and hide under the ring. So let's say, let's paint a picture here. <laughs> let's, give it to, let's give it to Clawful, just okay. because I don't think Clawful gets enough love. Yeah. So let's say Clawful's going to come into this Eternian Royal Rumble at number, oh, let's say 17. He comes in, he sneaks around a little, he goes and hides under the ring while the action in the ring takes place. And then, obviously, if He-Man's in this Royal Rumble, he's going to probably prevail if there are no nefarious means involved, which there's going to be, but we'll get to that. So let's say he comes down to, let's call it He-Man and, and we'll, we'll say Triclops are the final two. He-Man triumphs, sends Triclops flying over the top rope. Uh-huh. Everyone thinks it's over, including He-Man. He thinks he's the conquering hero as always. Mm-hmm. But no, here comes that dastardly clawful from under the ring, <laughs> slides in, dumps He-Man over the top rope from behind. Boom, clawful, yeah, would, loyal Rumble champion. It would
0: be like a simple tripping. It wouldn't even have to be anything. He-Man would already be distracted with his, yep. you know, with his victory. He thinks it's over, Uh-oh. but no, no. I will take that. That's great. If everyone in Eternium were a wrestler, who would have the best entrance music? And who would have the worst? Why?
4: Oh, my goodness. I mean,
0: and, and also, oh, by the way, this is Eternia and Etheria. I don't know how okay. up
4: on she you oh, are. Oh, very up. Oh, good. <laughs> I assume He-Man's theme is just the Masters of the Universe theme.
0: Probably, but he could have a different
4: way. He could, <laughs> but for argument's sake, let's say he doesn't. Okay. And theres I don't know if there's much better than the just the Masters of the Universe theme. It is my alarm clock every morning. <laughs> <laughs> not sure it what that says not. about my I swear. I swear to you it is. I will show you if you want. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with that. That's 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 right. Shirley He-Man's music. That's a fair enough got to be the best. Who's got the worst? All do love to Ram Man, but I feel like his music would be just kind of da 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 <laughs> Something like that, <laughs> yeah. and that's not super exciting. I
0: can hear it. So uh, I guess
4: I'll say Ram Man for maybe least best. I can hear the boinging. That's, right. That's, that's fine. Right.
0: There's no love lost between me and Ram Man. It's fine. <laughs> That's that's good with me. Okay, who would be the most competent ringside manager in Eternia? And who would be the worst? And this is someone who is going to interfere in the matches. Of course. Of course.
4: You know. Okay. Um, Most competent, I think, is going to be Evil Lynn. Really? I see a lot of Evil Lynn, Sensational Sherry
0: crossover parallels there. There are some definite parallels there, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: I I think she would be just dastardly enough to... uh, Make sure the referee's not looking when he needs to be not looking, or looking somewhere else when he needs to be looking somewhere else. Yeah, I think Eva Lynn, whoever she was managing, would probably do very well for themselves. Worst manager, probably, and I love him, but probably Orko. Oh, yeah. He's just, he's so lovable, but he's such a little bumbling, floating guy that <laughs> screws up most anything anyway. He has the best of intentions, but it rarely goes the way he meant. So
0: he would only ever help them win by accident. I think, yeah,
4: yeah. Like he would have these plans and they would backfire, (laughs) and more often than not, his guys would probably lose because of it. So I love Orko, but I don't think he'd be the best wrestling manager.
0: Okay, who in the Palace Attorney crew do you think is most likely to turn heel? And this is anyone who's ever helped He Man, who we consider a good guy currently. Hmm. Palace adjacent. And why?
4: The first thing that came to mind, and I don't really think he's ever much palace adjacent. He's kind of off doing his own thing. But I would I would say Zodak. Oh. Because there's so much mm-hmm. mystery about this character. He's uh, he's what we would call in wrestling a tweener. He's neither a good guy nor a bad guy. He tends to lean more towards the good, I think. But yeah? He's just, I don't know. I don't know if I'd trust him. So, I don't know. I could see him turning heel. I would put my money on him. At yeah. a moment's notice. So, yeah. That's Zodak. I don't, I don't well, think yeah, I don't trust him at all. Because
0: if he is a watcher, right. then all that would need to happen for him to be evil is for him to watch while something bad happens and not intervene. And
4: and turn a blind eye to it. I mean, yeah, that's Zodak. Zodak. He's,
0: How could you? I don't
4: the know children if I would, are booing you. I don't know if I would trust Zodak.
0: Okay, so what is the Eternian equivalent of crashing into the Spanish announcer's table, like in an Ooh. episode? Like, 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 <laughs> what, what, what's the same situation there? Well,
4: it seems like things are constantly getting broken. Like, I don't know if, this, if it's the citizens of Eternia who get stuck with this taxation for repairs, <laughs> you know? But it seems like that's a big bill. I mean, it would have to be. I don't know if King Randor foots that bill or if it gets stuck on the citizens. But I, I well, don't know. You know,
0: if, in Ethereum, definitely, because all they're ever doing is just like like paying tribute to the hordes. Right, of, like, right. ducats.
4: So <laughs> I, I don't know if anything specifically constantly gets broken the way the Spanish announce table does, but it seems like there's a lot of background damage going on all the time. Wherever battles are taking place in villages or in the forests of Eternia or what have you? So.
0: I was thinking the closest that I could come up with was like a villager's cart getting overturned, right. like have potatoes, like, right. like that you poor, know, something like that. The poor
4: Eternian potato cart.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't even know if potatoes grow there, but I think they do. We'll just assume. Pretty sure they do. Prince Adam doesn't eat a lot of them, but <laughs> Cringer probably. Oh no, of course there are. What am I saying? Man-at-arms made Tila peel potatoes for, like, a punishment for something stupid. I remember
4: that. That's right. I'm
0: still mad about that. Why? (laughs) Here's a question I didn't write down. It's not wrestling-themed, but it's also not a question. Um, Do you think they should tell Tila? Hashtag tell Tila. And why? And the answer is why should they, because that's the answer.
4: I'm just going to answer for you. I feel like she already knows. Do you think she just plays along? I think she doesn't think she's supposed to know. Okay. But I think she definitely knows. She's How not How would she
0: not? She's exactly.
4: Not she's not stupid.
0: But they think that she doesn't know what she knows, but they think that she doesn't
4: know. Yeah. They're just kinda of going this <laughs> they're going around in circles with this little dance here. No, oh, I am I'm, I'm pretty sure she knows. It's
0: all completely unnecessary.
4: But yeah. well, that's a
0: good answer. I would that's that could be my head because it yeah. bothers me. It distresses me. I'm like, why can't she know? It's for her own good.
4: Like, no, eh, no, it's not. I'm pretty sure she knows. Okay.
0: Um, Okay, so who, you could say past or current roster in the WWE, is the equivalent of He-Man and the equivalent of Prince Adam, if you had to say, or an analog, not not equivalent, you know.
4: Well, I think He-Man is without a doubt Hulk Hogan.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: And this is where the parallels, for me at least, begin. Okay. And if you look at the generation, it really works because... I cared about Masters of the Universe before I remember caring about anything else. So I'm talking like three years old here, like very small lad. You would
0: have had to been itty-bitty.
4: Loving Mm He-Man. I didn't care about wrestling yet. I would discover wrestling a few years later. So we're talking, you know, late 80s, very early 90s is when wrestling hit for me. But at that time, who was the god of wrestling? Hulk Hogan. He was the ultimate good guy, just like He-Man was. And that's probably part of what caught my attention. So, yeah, He-Man is definitely Hulk Hogan, I think. Okay. Who is Prince Adam? <laughs> um, maybe, like, going further back, maybe like a Bob Backlund. Okay. He was he was very pure of heart, but not the biggest or baddest or uh, strongest. Um, Yeah, so maybe... And
0: that's your interpretation of Prince Adam. You don't think he's, like, a little bit of a turd? <laughs> You're
4: like, no! He is... It's, he is don't talk bad about Prince Adam, Rebecca. And also, if we're talking original Masters of the Universe, yes. If we're talking the the 2002 version... Sure. I actually like the way the remake handled Prince Adam more. Because, first of all, they weren't the exact same size, Prince Adam and Mm He-Man. I always thought that was a little odd. Like, in that version, Prince Adam is a scrawny little kid who turns into He-Man. In the original, Prince Adam is just as massive and hulking as He-Man. He just has a much higher-pitched voice, and he's wearing lavender tights. Yes. Um,
0: That would fool everyone Well,
4: I guess, they fooled me as a child I suppose (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we'll say Bob Backlund was Prince Adam, just because he wasn't the biggest Or strongest, but he still uh, triumphed In the end
0: Okay, if Attorney had an Attitude Era, how would He-Man change? How would he be different during the Eternian Attitude Era?
4: Well, I'm not sure that he would have changed. And I feel like the people would have changed around him. I don't know if he would have been capable of getting more edgy. I just don't see that as a part of He-Man. So I think he would have stuck to the tried and true, but maybe the changing audience of the day would have sort of turned on He-Man and not liked him as much as they used to and instead favored a dastardly Skeletor, or, or a Trap Jaw, or 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 someone like that, someone who's definitely a rule a rule breaker, but for that reason it makes them cool.
0: That's very sad.
4: It, it is sad, but I I'm feel like I'm, I'm
0: kind of feeling some emotions over this, you know, potential time where He Man falls out of favor. That'd be
4: an interesting story arc, though. There's no
0: room for a good man. (laughs) But that's that's
4: society at times. Similar things
0: have happened to Superman, for example. Exactly. Yeah, so. And
4: that's definitely what happened uh, in the the Attitude Era of pro wrestling. The the anti-hero became the hero. It's just the way society was going, and and wrestling reflected that, as it always does.
0: Okay, most disastrous attorney and tag team. Like, they're not going to do well. Who is it? Who's teaming up?
4: Um... I hope this isn't a boring answer, but it's the first thing that came to mind. It's, it's the one-man tag team of Too Bad. It's, it's, uh, it's the, the two fused-together former bounty hunters. And to show my true nerdiness, I, I know their specific names. They were Tuvar and Badra. I talked about this on Eddie's podcast. And this is very important. Well, I think so. you got to set the stage. So they were these two, uh, these two bounty hunters who hated each other. Tuvar and Badra, and they couldn't ever get along. Skeletor hired them to take out He-Man. They failed. Skeletor basically said something like, you two can't get along, and then cast a spell with his Havoc staff, said, well, too bad, and fused them into one. So let's say that they're going to be a, a one physical being tag team. Uh, I don't like their odds because, <laughs> as we know, they're just not going to be able to get along. They're going to fight with each other, and they're going to end up losing to the heroic babyface tag team of whomever it might be. Let's say Man-at-Arms and Fisto.
0: Yeah, they would probably do that. Right. I would like to think that Man-at-Arms would be irritated by Fisto because I am. I, I like to have. I like to imagine that.
4: Aren't they, but aren't they brothers? That doesn't mean they wouldn't be irritated. Are they, so they brothers? Did. I, isn't that a thing? They that,
0: neglected to mention that in Fisto's Forest, which was my introduction to Fisto, and to, to date, the only one I've seen. Uh, yeah, I are believe, we going to learn this? Are we going to learn this? I
4: believe in the 2002 series, it's revealed that, that Fisto, really? at arms brothers, really Fisto and Man men-at-arms are brothers. Is, That's Really Fisto is Tila's uncle. I, I'm pretty sure I have that right. So, yeah, not to say that brothers don't fight. My brother and I don't get along very well, but, <gasps> yeah, it's a, it's a thing. But oh, yeah. I, I had no idea. I believe I'm correct about that. Now I'll have if
0: to... not, we'll just say it's true anyway. Okay. Like we went about, I don't know, six or seven weeks on our own <laughs> podcast when we were like, Will, you cannot be serious that Queen Marlena was an Earth astronaut. That's oh, the yeah. craziest thing I've ever heard. No, that's a real No, I... it was just true. Yep. Was true. <laughs> and if it wasn't true, I'd have kept saying it was true anyway. Right. It's true enough. So
4: human is a demigod in that he is half Eternian and half human.
0: So name and describe a finishing move for a Motu character of your choice if they were a wrestler. Duncan.
4: Duncan, okay. Okay. Well, I think it would have to be something arm-related because he's mad at arms. Okay, Just to get the, To get the pun in there. There so, you go. So maybe the Duncan arm bar, mm-hmm. something like that. So maybe he gets his, his opponent squarely in the middle of the ring, snaps on that arm bar, and just pulls with all his might until that dastardly villain uh, has no choice but to tap out. So, yeah, we'll go with the, the Duncan armbar. Merman.
0: Merman. I'll give you one more. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, So you can do a bad guy, too.
4: So, it would. I mean, I think the key to any good finishing maneuver is it has to have a cool, a cool name, uh, get some alliteration in there. So maybe like the, uh, the deep sea splash or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sort of like a Jimmy Snooker flying splash off the top rope but it's got a, a cute name, like the, the Deep Sea Splash. The or Crystal Sea Cutter. There you go. That's good. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I'm just busking here. I don't know.
4: No, I like that. So, yeah, something, something with a good pun involved.
0: Assign your active roster PWP wrestlers to their Masters of the Universe equivalent. And I say equivalent. Uh, analog.
4: Probably the most dastardly guy in PWP right now is Preston Maxwell. Uh, he also has a, a group of minions currently. So I guess I have to call Preston Maxwell Skeletor. He's 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 a rule breaker always, but he's always got minions and lackeys to carry out his 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 bidding for him. As far as who is He-Man, I guess I'll go with with current PWP champion Michael Elgin. He's a big international superstar. He wrestles in Japan constantly, but he's huge. He's strong. He he can lift things far heavier than I ever could. So. I suppose he has to be He-Man, so we'll call Michael Elgin He-Man. Let's get a little more obscure here. Yeah, there you Um, go.
0: Get weird.
4: Okay, so (laughs) the Daniels brothers are are one of my tag teams right now. I think they're going to, like we talked about earlier, they're going to be too bad. They usually get along, but I've seen them disagree, so we'll, we'll call them combined as Too Bad. Let's if you see. have the
0: ability to make them into a Too Bad character with one body, would you do it? Absolutely.
4: Okay. That would be very entertaining. <laughs> um, so on the female side, um, we have uh, the, the Queen Bee, Brooke Valentine. Uh, we'll call her Tila, just for lack of options. Uh, and on the other side, uh, Miss Frankie J, who's another female competitor but a little more dastardly. We'll call her Evil Lynn. We'll call Axel Grease. Stinkor, just because it's fun. <laughs> I haven't assigned Pat Powers as anybody yet. I need yeah. to. Um, okay, so Pat Powers is one of the few who who typically has a dastardly idea that actually works. So I'm going to call him Triclops because I always kind of felt like Triclops was the least bumbling of Skeletor's minions, like it's true. he seemed like the one who could actually get something done if he if he had the proper avenue. So
0: especially yeah. if like a periscope is involved,
4: right? Definitely. Yeah. I don't really see Pat Powers using a lot of periscopes, but I'll still make that connection. <laughs> he would. He definitely would. If he had it at his disposal, he would. See, delicious Devin Carter. Maybe we'll call him. Uh, we'll call him Trap Jaw. Um, back on the the, the heroic side, oh, we've got the Karaoke King Purple. Who's very popular? Who should we compare him to?
0: Well, he 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 has the appeal of Orko, but more competent. Yeah, that's what I was thinking so, too. Yeah,
4: Orko was the first thing that came to mind, but yeah, he he's. I usually, mean, maybe
0: it's just the purple. We got distracted by the sort of maroon robes, right? But they're,
4: they're in the same color scheme. Um, but but
0: purple is very over
4: yeah, with the crowd. Yeah, Orko is a similar
0: cr- crowd pleaser.
4: We'll make the connection there. So okay. yeah, yeah, the I karaoke king, fair. purple is is Orko.
0: With whom do you identify most in the Masters of the Universe?
4: I try to be a, a nice, upstanding person most of the time, but I've got a bit of a dark side. Uh, it's more fun to be a bad guy wrestler. Uh, I like to...
0: I imagine it must be.
4: It is, and I'm also a haunted house actor in season, so I am, oh really? I am. I, I really enjoy scaring people. I don't know what that says about me. So if I'm going to identify myself with someone, it's probably going to be a, a baddie, if you will, so... Let's see. Um, Trapjaw was always my favorite character. I just thought he was cool looking. But we haven't touched enough on the Ethereum side of things. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go with Hordak. I mean, okay. Well, I mean, why not? So, I,
0: do, I love Hordak. Hordak's Hordak's is, awesome. He is super fun. And I really do love that they made it different enough to where it wasn't just a Skeletor clone. <laughs> oh, not know? at
4: all. Yeah, I feel like Hordak is a little more competent than Skeletor. Yeah, definitely. He can get things done. He's got his minions too, but he can get things done on his own a little better than Skeletor can. So, yeah, I'm all about Hordak.
0: Yeah, I feel he's also not so clouded by his... Uh, Skeletor always crumbles on under his own ambition because, yeah. you know, he puts too much pressure on himself. And right. I think Hordak is just happy to be a bad
4: dude. I like, think so. <laughs>
0: it's all great. Like, he doesn't care. It's right. um, It's great. <laughs>
4: Masters of the Universe is awesome. Pro wrestling is awesome. They yes. work very well together. If you like one and not the other, give the other a try. and See uh, see exactly. the parallels and see how much you enjoy it.
0: Yeah, support your indie wrestling uh, right. group, too. If, if you're not in the Omaha area, then, you know,
4: check oh, out. There's, there's wrestling all over the world. Wrestling at all levels right now is, is hotter than it's been in a, quite a while, so. Wherever you live, there's probably some independent wrestling not too far from you, so I would encourage you to seek that out and give it a try. Go, go
0: do it. That's right. Get off the couch.
2: go back in time, I wouldn't have made such a big deal with the Rebels Fair about my secret identity. Let's just enjoy Act 3.
1: You metallic nincompoops! The prisoners have escaped! Catch them or you'll spend the next hundred years as a vacuum cleaner!
3: Don't worry, Master Hordak. Once the Time Transformer sends the meteor storm, nothing can stop it. Good! Get
2: it started! So she now has to find a way to go back in time And still save Bright Moon and- oh,
0: oh yeah Because she does trick Hordak into blasting the machine But the, that plan has already been set forth yes. in motion So that is You know There are no more future threats happening But she still has to stop this particular one from happening So she gets to pull out the Superman mm-hmm. trick Yeah Which was fun That was yes. Faster Swifty Faster. Yeah, uh, Yeah, that was like Girl Superman. It was yeah. just pretty rad. <laughs> and I also love, too, she's like, Swiftwin, I'm going to ask you to do something, like the hardest thing you've ever done. He's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, actually not. He said, I'll try my hardest. It must be so stressed Whenever
2: Sharon's referring to she she's always asking him to do the hardest thing he's ever done. Like well, he
0: it, was fine. You know, she just gave him some extra oats, and he just went.
2: It's fun to think about how big of a deal that old Superman movie was for so long because the first Superman movie came out in 79 and this is 10 years later and they knew it would still be top of mind for kids and they would still love to see it. And it was. I, you know, in 85, 86, 87, I watched the original Superman movie
1: all the time. Well, only she went back in time, though. That was a weird part, and he and oh, Superman—he changed the whole right. world to go back in time. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, that's a little complicated to resolve, yeah, but right that's yeah. true. That's that's interesting. It's that close, is true. It's close enough. That is true. <laughs> close, close enough. They also enough had a little. Right. I think they were also leaning into Superman with her because when they had her fly into uh, the control room. I was thinking before I even saw this sequence that she was like Superman. She did the fists out flying straight into the room. I really think they were oh, leading to this. okay
1: Now I'm thinking about this. Did that guy make me think of Lex Luthor?
2: Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe. Yeah. Now, that it was a it Lex Luthor Yeah,
1: and he's wearing a green jacket with a yeah. bald head.
2: Okay, there we go. Uh, that's true.
0: Well, we put that together. There we go.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, they, he should have had henchman and be like Mr. Luthor mm, yeah. So, yeah
0: yes that would have been subtle
1: Mr. L <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, good thing she didn't turn into that creepy robot in the junkyard like <laughs> Superman did
1: no that was that was in the that was in the junkyard was it no Are it wasn't the junkyard. about that again <laughs> yeah. no I love that <laughs> no yeah. Yeah. It scared, it, scared and then, scared then we had the it same argument scared me argument. so bad <laughs> me It scared me so bad
2: yeah. it was uh, almost as bad as Michael Jackson turning into the moonwalker robot even though he was small, that was that was I that. Cool.
1: Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch that, weren't no. you? Well, <laughs> I, have I have no idea. Joe Pesci, I just didn't scary. watch it. Yeah, so. is he? Mm-hmm. Oh, he had a ponytail.
0: Did he like slap a kid? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shh! <this> kids listening. <laughs> Maybe. It was weird.
3: <laughs> I want to find that clip. <laughs>
2: So I have to
1: watch. I have to watch that now. And what else? Some something else from the beginning. You have to watch uh, the Undertaker and Paul Bearer <laughs> oh, okay. on Kathy Lee's okay. show. I,
0: can't
1: I think I might have seen that before,
2: uh, but it's
0: just too weird. Yeah. It's just right. so weird. Right. Mm, Paul Bearer was a treasure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I miss that man. Shira.
2: So Shira is successful, and then we go back to. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There comes the Time Transformers meteor storm.
0: We've got to stop. Let's see if some
3: batting practice will do it, Swifty.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So while she's doing this uh, going back in time thing, she basically twirls in a in a tornado and either bats the meteors like with a like as with a bat. Mm-hmm. As she turns it into bat. an actual bat. Yes, she and she. Uh, Girls
2: playing little league baseball probably would have loved this. Oh
0: yeah, it was great. It was a great sequence. And um, they're able to successfully get all the meteors gone. And then so that turned out okay. Mm-hmm. And presumably Castle Brighton is safe.
3: You did it, she A home run.
0: Let's go, Swifty. Time to go home. And then um, we get back to the, uh, you know, Rebels camp. And we have Cal being sassy to Madame Raz, which I enjoyed. Funny. She said
2: "She said nobody can read the future better than her. And he says, oh, well, I can't wait to hear your future about running into trees with your broom. Which was really pointed in a pretty good burn <laughs> I know. for the cartoon. yeah was oh, yeah. pretty
0: good. And then we get looky there saying that Madame Raz told a fortune. Did that happen? Did that get cut? Yeah, it
2: was pretty weird. She told a good fortune and the fortune was something about if you live a good life, good things will happen to you. But he focused real hard on the fortune telling part.
0: Yeah, and I was confused because I didn't see that clip, and maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Me
1: either. I mean, okay, I, okay, now that you say that, I don't remember seeing that either. I, I, th- I think he was just referencing just her in general. Like okay, she, so he, we could yeah, just it's, infer it's, that she it's, was it's doing It's like that. a Chinese proverb or something like that. Madam Raz's fortune okay. is this. So it didn't
2: necessarily have to happen in the episode.
1: That's that, that's how I took it, but yeah, because I mean, yeah, but I could see how it'd be a little bit confusing because you're like, well, did she say that earlier?
0: Yeah, I but, just assumed that I had totally blanked on whatever it was. Okay.
2: So S- Scott puts up a rousing defense for
0: Lookie once again.
2: <laughs> uh, so,
1: I like his socks.
0: <laughs> so that brings us to ratings. Mm-hmm. What do we call what 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 do we call this episode? I would say there were some things I liked about it, but I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't too taken with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't get into the level of sophistication that this show actually has shown mm-hmm. several times. So I went with uh, 3.9 metallic nincompoops.
2: <laughs> okay. I like, five. <clears throat> I like when the show, when this show gets a little more serious. And I like character driven stories more, but there was a lot to like in this one. The, the the Doom Balloon and the idea and the villain I thought was very creative the way they uh, changed history. So, I'll have to agree with you. I would also say 3.5 metallic nincompoops.
0: Well, I said 9, but that's I'm good. I'm 3.9. Excuse I'm glad me. you agreed with me.
2: Yeah, 3.9 metallic nincompoops. S- Scott? <laughs> yeah, I was right in that same area. Because Lookie was in it, what would you give this? <laughs>
1: uh, he's in all of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's why they all get 4.9. <laughs> um uh, I, I, I was thinking like the, uh, just 3.8. 3. Um, and it, I don't know, I I, I did really enjoy that. I, I enjoyed the... It was almost more focused on the scientists at a point. Mm-hmm. You know, and like that 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 villain and stuff like that. I really like that. Kind of like mad scientists, like, you know, just crazy ideas and trying to change history and do all that stuff. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I don't know if it was executed wonderfully, but um, just because there's some silliness with, you know, all the characters, all the characters or whatever, but it was good. I liked it. Yeah.
0: That's our show for today. Next week, we'll review season two, episode 85 of He-Man, the Rainbow Warrior, in which Queen Marlena, a former Earth astronaut, proves she has the right stuff to save her family from Skeletor.
2: If you'd like to follow along with the show, you can find our episode guide at www.thewizardsnightshirt.com.
1: If you have any questions or comments for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at the
2: wizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And you can tell Alexa, play the Wizards Nightshirt podcast
1: or Google Home. <laughs> Thanks.
0: We want to thank you for listening, and please remember, if Hordak threatens to turn you into a vacuum cleaner, request it be a Dyson. Those things are awesome. (laughs) 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 I would use use a Dyson for myself. I would be like, "Mm -hmm."
3: The past, the present, and the
0: future.
3: The future? You mean like what tree you're going to crash into next? <laughs>
0: well, I. But that's not
3: exactly what I meant. You see, I. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 really, why don't we sit <laughs> oh, down? Oh, he doesn't no, need to we sit. Don't no, he doesn't need to at no, all. No, no. Are no, you ready? To, do we. Are you ready to go tomorrow night, Undertaker? you fail to realize, Mr. Regis, this is not about winning <laughs>
2: and losing. This is life and death. Really?
3: What did Hulk ever do to you?
2: Yeah. What did he ever do to me?
3: Yeah. He is a self-righteous pig. Ooh. Did he now, say pagan or pig? Pig. pig. He said pig. pig. And <laughs> And as y'all make fun, as you make games. This is life and death. Who's making games? Death. (laughs) Death is our business. Death is your business. I understand that. Business (laughs) is good. And And I want good. And I saw a clip the other day when poor Hulk Hogan came out in your mortuary and was talking nice to you, and then suddenly something very dastardly happened to him. Take a look at this clip. We'll show you.